Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Sean with Earth from Social Media. Today is the 13th day in our quest to learning all about the holiday of Shabbos. So I wanted to start off with something um, only because I think that it is incredible and inspiring and something that is worth everybody hearing, which is that uh, with, the, with the service that I use to upload my podcast, it is called Transistor, one of the features that they offer is that I can tr- I can find the IP address that just tells me what countries um, is my podcast li- listened to. So, you know, I expected the usual, which is New York, New Jersey, California, um, Yerushalayim, Ramat Bichemesh. But then as I started my podcast, I got a Singapore and a Nigeria and a Mexico and a Puerto Rico. And, and those are all very cool. But all of those exotic countries were all one or two or three um, views each. However... I had started to notice a trend, which is that I had at first one Spanish view, then I posted another episode and I had two Spanish views, and consistently I had every day, I have exactly um, every day the amount of downloads that I have from Spain are the same amount of downloads um, or the same amount of um, podcasts that I have available. So I have figured out that I must have a diligent listener in Spain, which is incredible to hear. Um, our movement to try to prepare everybody for the Jewish holidays is certainly being well received, not only in New Jersey, not only in Queens and in Flatbush and in Brooklyn and in Yerushalayim and Ramapi Chemish, but also in Spain and in Singapore. And um, I've had people um, uh, come up to relatives of mine and, and, um, and, and ask them about the podcast. And, and things like that, which is always always something great to see. Like I, I leave the I leave my email. Um, if you ever wanna wanna reach out to me, um, if you think I could be doing something better, if you have any suggestions, um, if you have any comments, questions, um, if you just wanna ask me something, I always leave my email in the description. And now we are gonna start working. In Kavav Yoni Shabbos, the Radiance of Shabbos, our favorite halacha sefer by Rav Simcha Banim Cohen, speaking about the beautiful holiday of Shabbos. And now we're gonna continue our discussion. On, on lighting the candles, and now we're going to talk about the number of candles one lights. And we are going to start right now. The obligation to light candles is fil- fulfilled with the kindling of a single candle, um, which is which comes from, uh, which comes from. It's 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 just like a general thing. Um, however, this however the general custom is to light at least two candles. The reason for this is that the mitzvah of Shabbos is given in two commandments. So um, the the first the first one zachor. As Yom HaShabbos Lakajo, which is in which is in Shmos, um, it says it says it says when it's when it's talking about um in in the Sarah Tadiro, when it's talking about Shabbos, it says Zacharot Yom HaShabbos Lakajo, remember Shabbos in order in order to make it holy, and then it says a second time Shomar Yom HaShabbos Lakajo, and then you should also guard Shabbos to make it holy. What what these two things connote about our about our um, observance of Shabbos, about protecting it and remembering it, that's for a different year. But the idea is that there's two elements to Shabbos, and to rec- recognize these two elements, we are lighting two candles. Um, some have the custom to light an additional candle for each child, um, which is a widespread custom. But what I would imagine is almost uh, almost becomes a gimmicky custom in a lot of families that end up having 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and even... Um, myself and Zadie have a friend um, who has 18 children, so I could imagine that every Arab Shabbos it is like a bonfire in the middle of their kitchen, which um, sounds like a lot of fun. 
And it now continues. The second halacha says, one should not diminish the number of candles he or she is accustomed to lighting. However, if a woman goes away for Shabbos, she does not have to light her customary number of candles, but may conform to the general custom of, light, of lighting just two. Because there's some element of, of, when, of when a woman either lights a certain, like a certain amount for, for her husband or for her, or for her children, that's, that's recognizing because she wants a certain element of protection for, for, for her house specifically and her children specifically. Like we spoke about in the Yaakov Shweki episode. If you know what I'm talking about, make sure to go back. But apparently if she goes away, then then it could then it could be um then then it could be possible that she could um lower the amount of candles to just two. And so now where do you put the Shabbos candles? And now we're continuing. Since the mitzvah of the candle lighting is performed at the moment the candles are lit, one must make sure that the candles are in their proper place at the time of lighting. One may not, therefore, light the candles in a room where it's not going to be used and then carry the candles into the proper room. If one did so, the candles must be extinguished and then relit in the proper place with the new bracha. So like we learn about about the Shabbos candles is that their whole purpose is to illuminate the meal for one reason or the other. Machlokes, um, Rashi, and Tosfos. But the whole point is to is to light up the Shabbos meal and so or to just line up any other function of Shabbos or the preparation of the food. So you want to have it in a good place. You shouldn't have it in your basement. Um, which is not going to be used. You shouldn't have it in a boiler room. Um, you should have it somewhere where it's going to be used for 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 food and certain um, and certainly for Shabbos itself. However, the woman who lit the candles cannot be the one to do this. She cannot move them, blow out the candles, light them again, and make a new bracha. Why? Very simple. Um, because she already accepted Shabbos by by making by making candles. We spoke a little bit about accepting Shabbos and what exactly that means, and and essentially she never accepted. Um, she she was the only one who accepted Shabbos. So everybody else can go ahead and make the bracha. Either her husband or one of her children can can make the can can put out the candles, bring them into the proper room, whatever the proper room is, and then make the bracha over them. Now, next halacha, since the main Shabbos candles are the ones illuminating the table that one eats, the candles should be ne- um, should be on or next to that table when being lit, um, which is just which comes from the Rama, which is the idea that we just want to again illuminate illuminate the the meal. If the candles were not lit at the table, but were in a place where, which does require light for Shabbos, so for example, if there is a little reading nook, I know one of my friends has a reading nook in his house. It's really cool. And they use it. They use it all the time on Shabbos. And if the lights are off, guess what? You can't read. And so, and so, so the 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 wife goes up and she lights her candles there. I don't know why. She lights her candles there. So now the candles are being put to use because you know on Shabbos I need to read my svarim. I need to read my books. And 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 now these candles are helping me. So now what do you do? Because it wasn't like the first case where you lit the candles for no reason. Because in the first case, you lit the candles and they were going to serve absolutely no purpose whatsoever. But in this case, it does help you for Shabbos. Um, and, so, and so what do you do? So one is permitted to move them to the dining room without relighting them. But not the woman again. Because the woman already accepted Shabbos. And then she cannot then move the candles. Um, so it has to be done by, so, by someone else in the house. However, and, but then a little side note is, however, this may only be done in a case of need since some authorities consider this, even this, improper. Which is that you shouldn't you shouldn't move these move these candles if they're already serving a purpose either from a muksa standpoint or from a, from another standpoint there are a lot of us can say you shouldn't do it and then the last point is in this connection it is worth no- noting that this presents a special problem in regard to the holiday of Sukkot when people eat in the Sukkot but for a variety of reasons find it difficult to light the candles there so um so when people during Sukkot um they they always they always eat outside in the Sukkot but a lot of people. 
they light they light inside their house because either they it's going to get blown out in the wind because because they have the candles in the wind or they don't want to leave it unattended they don't want to light something on fire um, but for whatever reason they don't want to, they don't they 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 can't light the candles in their sukkah but they can light it in their house if the candles cannot be left in the sukkah they should be lit in the house where they will be of benefit like for example the example that I that I wrote down as I was preparing this year is that um, you could put it in the kitchen because you know that people go back and forth from the kitchen to the sukkah kitchen the sukkah to bring food um, from from there and back and so if you put if you put a little candle in the kitchen it should definitely be of great benefit to you and to your family and i hope that you are excited because we're now one day closer to being more knowledgeable the holiday of shabbos have a wonderful day